Let me tell you a secret. Veterans are entering a world full of opportunity, but you can only participate if you know the tricks of personal branding, leveraging your skills in the modern digital economy, and most importantly, positioning your benefits and assets to give you financial control when you stop following orders. I'm Scott Tucker, and I'm here to tell you what they don't want you to know. Welcome to Veteran Wealth Secrets, where we show you how to go from apathy and aspiration to autonomy and financial control. All right, we are live again. Welcome back, everybody, to Veteran Well Secrets. I'm Scott Tucker, and this is the show where we want to talk about those going through act in active duty life, going through their transition in post military life. We are often curious about the unknown, uncertain what we want to do. I often hear, I don't know what I want to do when I grow up after the military. And, and that's normal. And it takes a long time to deinstitutionalize and figure out and learn from others um, how to do it better. What else is out there? What am I not seeing? And that's why I'm so excited to have a young, recently transitioned Army officer, Chris Butler, on with us. He's moved on to his corporation job, and I'm excited to hear about that with uh, Assurian. So I want to learn more about maybe what they do and, and what you're doing specifically for them and how it applied with the military, Chris. But but just quick, tell us what's life like for you these days with, with this whole lockdown and everything going on. That's one thing. I don't know if it's if it changed your kind of impact on how you transitioned, because it was about halfway through your, you had already been out for a few months and then this mm -hmm. whole thing hit, right? So yeah, what's life like? Yeah, absolutely. So I would say I got lucky, got the job I had. And I have now in October of 2019 and the role I'm in is actually completely remote. So oh. went from, which was crazy, went from being in the army on a Friday to working remotely on a Monday. Big change, a lot there, but wow. for us, my the, the company I work for is in a good position. So nothing has changed a whole lot as far as our workload or anything like that. It's been, right. been pretty steady this whole year, definitely in a good spot, but the big changes are what, what happened in October, the work from home coming from wearing a uniform to yeah, working in my own office, in my own house. Definitely very different from the day-to-day. -day. I use more technology in an hour at my job now than I mm. did probably in the entire you know, time I was in the Army. <laughs> Ooh, I want to delve into that a minute because uh, I think that's such a relevant... Ironically, you're in the military. There's technology everywhere, right? But most of it's weapon systems. So it's, it, doesn't yeah. trans it doesn't translate. Can't translate those skills to the civilian world. Sorry. Unless you go work for that government contractor, of course. But to, you know, I say often, it's like we are so far behind our civilian counterparts when it comes to the digital skill set, simply because oftentimes you're not even, you can't carry this into a skiff. You can't no. take it. I don't know if they take it on ships when they deploy, but I'm assuming they're out of cell phone range at least. What does that mean? How hard was that to make that shift? Let alone, I'd like to, I know we're going to get in a little bit deeper about going from here on Friday to there on Monday. But specifically around the technology, I don't know if you got some thoughts on that. I'd love to hear it. Yeah, absolutely. So it was intimidating. It was very intimidating at first, especially going from when the army, you can just reach out and grab someone like, hey, can you help me out with this? To There's an operator manual. <laughs> exactly. And, and it was very much a, a learning process. But going from 
we had a WhatsApp on the leadership group chat in the army, but here on, and we have, we've got Teams, we've got Skype, we've got email, we've got regular Zoom meetings. It is extremely intimidating getting to know all the systems that you have to be comfortable with. And especially the, the job that I have, we have to, to just, I could go on forever, but Power BI, we have everything that is you can plug in to pull data. There's a system for it. And each system has its own intricacies. And this is you know, one of the things about the, the transition is you go and ideally make a lateral move, which I was lucky enough to do, but you're, it's on you to figure it out. You have to make friends with people, figure out how these systems work, how to not look like a clueless, the clueless former military guy. So there's a good bit of learning and you're really going to have to, you mentioned it earlier, but take a step back with your ego and really ask a ton of questions, not be afraid, you know, not be afraid to be the person that looks you know, a little bit clueless, a lot of questions, but hungry to, you know, make a difference. Yeah. So I gosh, I, I remember that my, you know, I, I was just so often I've been out for about 12 years and I, and I run into veterans who are looking to do this or that. And they just go, ah, I'm not a tech guy. And it's what? I, then you better become one. Yeah. You learn it quickly. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how to st- Google it. YouTube. It's almost so bad and so pervasive that people aren't even thinking, oh, I don't know how to do something. Let me go Google it. And I'm talking about people getting confused on how Gmail works, how a scheduling thing works. These are just basic stuff that you're going to get laughed at and scoffed at. And honestly, kind of make other veterans, make us all look bad If in a way. It's just like, what, you guys can't figure this out? You, you were just in the military. So anyways, I, I, I just thought that was a really important point you brought up. But I want to hit on that last thing you just talked about. You're a, year, a little more than a year out from your transition. What was, what was that process like for you? How did you tackle it? What do you wish you would have known or had done a little bit better? Yeah, so even the amount of time that I had for my transition, I realized I realized around 2018, July 2018, when my daughter was born, that I don't want to do the army thing for my life. I don't want to, I don't want to miss the, all the birthdays and the anniversaries and all that, that I was missing already. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I decided that the best option for me and for my family would be to get out and wait while I'm still young and still able to build some type of career outside of the army. I didn't know what I wanted to do, but, but that was the first step in realizing it. And I gave myself at that point about a year to get my ducks in a row and get out. So mistake number one, if I could backtrack. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Probably have that realization nine months to a year before that. Mm -hmm. Um, One year, I don't think is, is enough time. It sounds like a lot of time, but that year flies by with everything you have to get straight before you get out. So that's definitely, I think, mistake uh, number one. Let me ask you about when you had that realization, that epiphany, hey, I'm doing this for my family. Noble, Mm -hmm. it makes a lot of sense. I didn't have family at the time, but I was also like, I don't want to keep getting deployed. This didn't look like it's going to end anytime soon, back in 2008. But you said, I don't know what I want to do yet. And that's so common. How much did you weigh, all right, I got to find a time. I think I'm ready to get out of the army versus... I got to figure out what I, what I want to do. And is that still a process? A, a little bit, because it's, 
you know that be, at least for me being a military officer i like working with i love the organizational leadership aspect of the army that was my favorite thing making connections with people getting projects done but that doesn't that doesn't that's not tangible you can't go into an interview and say i want to be a leader in your organization you have to have an idea of what you want to do so for me that was a really hard thing to to wrap my head around you can't just jobs don't just get offered to you because you have military experience you, it's you have to prove your worth in some way or another for me i think what helped was starting to use the veteran network i started immediately sending people linkedin messages calling friends who had been through this before me and that every, every connection you make can set off a a chain reaction of sorts and what led me into the job i'm in now i was lucky and did there's all kinds of lucas group all kinds of programs and stuff like that to help help people figure out what they want to do so mm-hmm. i i chose Cameron brooks and i i did that mainly to to have exposure to industries i didn't even know existed mm-hmm. including the job i'm in i i went through like 14 interviews in two days with hiring managers, CEOs, senior managers, directors, people that I never would have had, you know, snowball's chance in in meeting or connecting with or even having a face-to-face conversation with. I had it all in two days. So it was an incredible experience. And now I know that there's a business for literally everything. There's so, there are so many options that people just don't know about because they don't use their resources. Yeah, that's that's something that's an, important because I did a lot of work with the like the Veterans and Cannabis Project earlier mm-hmm. this year, and because I believe in the medical components of it. But the bottom line is, I'm also it's more about veteran jobs. There's so much. It's a huge industry. It's not just about growing and smoking the plant. There are multiple layers. Of, there's scientists. There's advertising. There's so much in this industry. But of course, there's no you know hemp company showing up at a veteran job fair mm-hmm. yet. Yet, what better industry for a veteran, highly regulated environment and chaos at the same time, like to go into, but they don't even know it exists as an option because they're thinking, oh, drugs, I'll get piss tested or something. It's just, oh my God, like what, what, a, what a shame uh, to leave that on the table. But you, you mentioned the networking leading to your job and, and reaching out to people. Because I remember being in your shoes. I got out around six and a half years, about the same amount of time you had done. And... The assumption was, well, I'll just go sit in the brief. And I, I think I did email a couple people and they just responded with some general tips and I never followed up with them. What did you do when it came to, what was your strategy to reaching out to lead to the success uh, that you have right now? Yeah, I wanted to, and I, I think it starts out or it should start out very informal. Um, a big fan of Michael Quinn, never start with an ask is one of his big things, but more or less, I was just interested in finding out what all my friends were doing that had gotten out of the army six months, two years back. So I started maybe rekindling those relationships. It's hard to maintain friendships throughout the army because you meet someone, hit it off, and then they move or you move six months later. That's just how it is. And reaching out to all my old buddies that have, have gotten out and have held jobs and settled into their civilian lives was kind of priority number one. And then I took all of that and and was able to Frankenstein something together that fit what I wanted to do with my family. And 
I, for me, being able to to get all the industry exposure and stuff like that that I went through was really helpful. And mm-hmm. because it it is hard to, and I would have needed more time if I did it the old fashioned way without any sort of help, like from the Cameron Brooks group or anything like that. It would it easily could have been another year before I found something that fit my skill set or mm-hmm. something that I'm interested in. Yeah, I think you said three years, but three years is real it should be realistic as as far as shooting shooting for a goal for for getting out yeah because it took me five years after i got out to figure out like holy cow i'm not doing anything that i want to be doing or enjoy doing why am i doing this and yeah i i I think it's all we're always going to have that struggle when we're going to something new even planning three years out this is what i'm going to do after the military that there's no guarantees on that but had you started a year earlier, like you mentioned, what do you wish you would have done differently? Is it something along the lines of, oh, I could have just ne- you ended up in a good spot. The Cameron Brooks thing worked out. Do you just feel like it would have been less stressful or maybe you would have looked at something like entrepreneurship or started something on the side or whatever? I, I don't know. Is there anything you would have done differently? Yeah, starting. So definitely like touching on, on starting earlier, I would have started earlier. I would have also asked because... All I was worried about at the time was thinking, I can do anything as long as, as long as I can support my family, I can suck it up and I can do anything. But really finding out like what it is that people do, what my friends were doing on a daily basis, what those companies did that they worked for. And if it was something that interests me, because you'll find out very quickly if you're actually doing something that you find valuable with your time, because a lot of people are... I think under the impression that getting out, I've been in the army, nothing's ever going to be hard again, but mm-hmm. real life sets in pretty quickly. And it's, you're going to have that moment where you realize this probably isn't what I want to do for the rest of my life. So what am I going to do about it? So there's a lot of pressure there, but I think, I think what I would have done is really drilled in and gotten, gotten more nuanced details on what people did. Because like I said, I wanted to be a leader was not a good answer, but I think that's where I was at a year ago is I want to be a leader in your organization and make money. Yeah. Um, so finding out what it is that my, that my friends did or what their companies do and fit that with my goals and my, w- what I wanted to do. And I, mm-hmm. I didn't do that. I didn't really make that connection until after I was out of the army. Gotcha. Yeah. They, we all come out of the military. Wow, I got leadership skills. Yeah. And it's like, market that. How, how do you market that to to explain the value of it? When, especially if everybody else is saying it too, what's the difference between, oh, we're just hiring a veteran because he's got leadership skills. And frankly, a lot of jobs in the military aren't even really about leadership. I, I would let a platoon for about 10 months before the XO above me got fired. And next thing I know, there goes my platoon leader time. I'm in a staff job for the rest of my military career. I definitely didn't feel like I had any sort of leadership skills, but yeah, that's the kind of stuff I remember putting on my resume. But so leadership skills or otherwise, it looks like you're leading a team of uh, a lot of people. Tell us what, Assurian, what do you guys do? And what's life like for you in this new leadership or whatever it is, this new environment? Because the day-to-day life, the work life is going to be very different, yet big companies or corporations, there tends to be some level of structure and stuff in there. So just curious, in your first year, what do you, what do you, what do you see and what are you feeling? What are things like? Yeah, absolutely. So Assurian is a company that one of those industries I had 
no idea even existed. Company that's over 20 years old and they started out as a roadside assistance company. But what's the industry that you didn't so know? Now it's tech. It's so basically if you buy buy some new cell phone and they ask you, do you want a protection plan on that cell phone? That's okay. a sure they're they they absolutely dominate the market as oh. far as phone warranties, technical mm-hmm. support for phones. So I'm on the technical support side on messaging. So if you had an issue with your phone and you have it warrantied through Assurian and you message in, hey, I've got a cracked screen, like mm-hmm. th- that's my team. It's one of those niche things that I had no idea existed. Um, right. Okay. No, that makes and, sense. And these things like get your wheels spinning because now every time I, there's so many layers to to like these businesses that there's someone behind, there's someone on the receiving end of the message and that person has a supervisor and that person has a supervisor. So I start thinking there's, there's so many opportunities that just no one knows about. And this was one of them, no idea, and, but it's a company with over 20,000 employees. Huge. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Enormous company, super successful, but right, right now, and we've been lucky with the pandemic, people have been relying on their technology. So things have been really good for us the, this this last year. A lot of companies had to deal with furloughs, laying people off. We've been the opposite. We've been in a hiring surge for the last 12 months. Struggling, I, w- I wouldn't say struggling, but like meeting the goals that we had for customer wait time, things like that. We've been hiring people almost every week to come on to come in and help us out. Really healthy business and definitely keeping me busy. So getting on to the day to day or so. So it's a 24 seven operation. Messaging is always up and mm-hmm. running. So we go through these periodic things where you'll do a shift realignment and it's in the manager role that I'm in. It's like being a soldier. You're always a soldier. So you get paid yeah. So I have a set hour block that I work, but more often than not, I'm in earlier and out later, just because you have to be there to support your team. You have to help out as, as much as you can, especially in, in times like this, when it's pedal to the metal every day, we're driving, driving success, trying to hit the organization's goals for quality. We're doing sales now. So all of these things take a lot of leadership presence. So I try my best to always, always be there at the the point of friction, as we say in, in the army, you have to, you do have to place yourself. I spent a lot of time here in, in my cave for sure, trying to help drive success for the team. Great. Say, I'm, I'm, I'm so glad you brought up this whole thing about the like industries you don't know about. This is where I fear that veterans are, are getting told how to transition out or taught in a way that it's like, all right, you'll just go to the job fair and somebody will be there. And when you do your research, it's more about how do I massage this resume for this job and then redo it for that job, redo it for that job. And it, but, but if instead you're doing significant amounts of research, imagine these various industry opportunities that you could come up with. And Chris, I really appreciate your lesson today of reaching out to people reach out to people, talk to them about what they do, and you will just start to discover stuff and open your eyes. And maybe that leads to someone who might give you a job, uh, a recruiting firm that gives you a little bit more direction on how to do it, but also discovery and maybe something you're like, oh, I didn't, maybe I I like that idea. I want to go try that out. But that doesn't always mean, hey, this is what I'm doing for the rest of my life. Not saying you're looking for a new job or, or, or looking for anything like that, but what's the well, you know, as we close out here, what's coming next for you? It sounds like young family. You seem like a happy guy putting in the long hours, but 
what's next for you and hey the next three years or so what do you what would mean success personally or professionally for chris butler yeah that's a great question and something i honestly struggle with is to mm. i i put myself in success in the same sentence but i do i and probably like the humbleness that the army you know, quiet professional you don't yeah. take credit for anything but it's hard it's hard to be like that in the in the real world but i think looking at success it took me i i would say probably six to nine months to be comfortable in this the role that i'm in now to get to the point where i'm not asking my my peers questions every day like what i would for the first few months i would just be sitting with one note open writing down and and if people think aren't the army is the only place with acronyms they're wrong i'd be sitting in meetings just writing out acronyms like what do these mean so i i think i still have a little bit of refining to do as far as like my knowledge of of the business the company that i work for hopefully in two three years professionally i can at least broaden my knowledge of a business because there's a lot that we do besides just messaging. So I think what that means for me is broadening my knowledge, getting into another line of business with with Asurian and figuring out figuring out other ways that the business grows and then being able to take that whole concept and and maybe move to a more senior position. But definitely not something I'm I'm pushing for really hard right now. I still think I, I have some more learning to do. No, um, I yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So I was, I was just going to say, personally, I, I feel fulfilled. I'm able to spend a bunch of time with my daughter. We work from home. My my wife works from home. So the whole the whole oh. family's here on the same roof, which is amazing. I've gotten more time with the two of them in the last you know few months than I did in years in, mm-hmm. in the army. So I'm, I'm really satisfied, I think, with, with the work-life balance and, and those things that are really important to me. Then that defines success right there. The yeah. ability to, to work from home mobily. You got to go to a coffee shop sometimes. But, you know, I, I really appreciate you, you coming on the show, Chris, and sharing that because even within a corporation, the ability to just continue to learn and grow, to build skill sets, we've got to have that mentality in speci- specifically, getting back to the industry thing, be ready to have your whole industry that you just joined disappear. I think that's going to happen in the financial planning world because it'll all be automated. Like, why would you need an advisor when you can just put some things in? And there's lots of industries like that. And it's, are are you just going to wait for it to happen? Are you going to continue to move around, build skill sets? Maybe that means lateral moves within your company, just talking Mm -hmm. to other people. Hey, what do you do? That kind of thing. But no, awesome message, Chris. How do people get, I'm assuming uh, you wouldn't mind folks uh, calling you up to to, uh, share some insights and give them some feedback on how they're going through their transition process. How do people get a hold of you? Yeah, absolutely. So super easy to find. I think the best place would be LinkedIn, Christopher Butler, very big headshot, like just like this face here. (laughs) Very easy to find, but I'm more than happy to speak to anyone with questions, concerns, because I've been there. I know what it's like. It was absolutely, I had a knot in my chest for a year, um, Mm. not knowing what was going to, I didn't, you know, accept the job offer for until 11 months into my year. So at 11 good where I did not know if I was going to have a job at my, my day of getting out of the army. So I'm, I'm here to help happy to, you know, have conversations or help, you know, anyone with concerns they have. No, well, thanks so much, Chris. And I appreciate uh, what you're doing to what's the spread the wealth. No, what's that phrase? 
they made a movie out of it, pay it forward, that kind of thing. Anyways, (laughs) (laughs) but uh, no, I really appreciate you coming on, Chris. And for everybody else, make sure you subscribe uh, to the show. We're we're growing, we're we're growing slowly, but it's been great uh, having so many people on, actually getting a a lot of views on our posts. Please share these videos. We know veterans are always looking to learn a little bit something new, learn somebody else's secret, something you hadn't thought of, hadn't even heard of before. And that's definitely, it was a great topic of today's show. So we will see you next time. Thanks again for listening to another episode of Veteran Well Secrets. Be sure to subscribe to us on all the podcast channels, also on YouTube, and share it with a friend. Visit our website at usvetwealth.com to get access to all of our free resources, including the first three chapters of Veteran Well Secrets, the post-military guide to gaining autonomy and control. You can get that today on our website, first three chapters for free, or you can go to amazon.com if you want the Kindle or paperback. We have other resources all over the website, so check out usvetwealth.com to learn more.